You are listening to the Weight Loss and Wellness for Real podcast with Heather Heinen, licensed professional therapist, mental health. Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing well today. We are going to jump right in to this episode. And the title of this episode is, I'm going to lose 35 pounds in the month of January. No, you're not. So this is all about how using more realistic thinking versus overly toxic, positive thinking actually will help you get to your goal much quicker. So a lot of times people think, you know, if we're using all this thought work and self-talk and things to help get us to our goals, we're going to use all this um, highly positive thinking. And if you ever talk to any of my clients, they will tell you, I am really, I I don't, okay, I like positive thinking if you really can believe some of it. Like if even there's a thread that you can believe in it. But if it is so, if the positive thinking is so far out there and so over the top and so dramatic, there is just no possible way our brain is going to believe even a little part of it. And so it just kind of, I really want to use, I want to use a swear word here. (laughs) It becomes just BS is what I will say. I can't swear on this because I marked that this podcast is not explicit, which sometimes is a bummer because once in a while, a swear word thrown in there can really pack a punch and make things sound even more real. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent. So many of you this time of year are planning to make some changes. And I did talk about in the last episode, I don't actually set New Year's resolutions, but I do go over my year and I do think about changes I want to make. And so in some sense, you know, I am setting up some changes to make for this coming year, whether it be maybe in health-related behaviors like eating behaviors or exercise behaviors, but in other ways too of like, how am I going to grow my business and what are some of my goals in relation or in uh, regards to my relationships? So things like that I do go over and I kind of have this, you know, sort of um, maybe not super specific goals, but ideas of how I want to make changes into the new year. And we're going to talk today really about weight loss and health-related goals because that's what this podcast is all about. But really, any of these things I talk about in any of these episodes can be um, used for any goals that you may have, whether they be in your work life, your play life, your relationship life, all those kinds of things. So let's talk a little bit more about positive thinking. When I talk about thought work, 
You know, it's never just about changing your thoughts into positive thinking or positive thoughts and then repeating positive quotes and sentences and all these things to yourself. And in fact, what I find is that what I was talking about before, when we're trying to force positive thinking to get us to a place we want to be, it can actually really backfire. And and this is what I call toxic positivity. There, there was this, um, when I worked in an elementary school as a school counselor for well, it was for like five years, but man, that was a long time ago, like 20 years ago. Um, you know, when you worked with kids who had, um, some behavioral issues, there was this, you know, teachers, um, adults in life would want to give these kids who were, you know, very quiet, very, um, you know, we'll just say they had some, maybe some developmental delays, things like that. But these were kids who also had major behavior issues, usually acting out, aggressive, those sorts of things. And what you would find if you had teachers or parents or adults in their life who wanted to give them lots of positives. So they wanted to give them lots of compliments and say how great they were and all these things. What you would see is these kids would actually start acting out even more. Their behavior would get even worse. And so when you sort of figure out if your internal belief system about yourself is negative and um, is not in a good place and you're acting out, if you hear others around you tell you really positive things about yourself, but if they are unbelievable, if you yourself cannot even attach a little bit of belief to it, if this child cannot attach a little bit of belief to it, that just does not work. That is incredibly uncomfortable for the brain. And so the child will end up end up acting out even more. Behavior will get even worse. So with these children, what you need to really do is talk to them in neutral statements, not be overly emotionally positive or um, dramatic with them. So even though we think that's going to be beneficial, the brain rebels against stuff like that if there's no belief system in place first. So, you know, these are things that we really want to think about when we are using, when we're looking at our self-talk, when we are using thought work to help make changes. So here's another example. I had a client who came to me and who had really bought into using thoughts and words to shift how they were feeling in order to shift how they were behaving and creating habits in their life. And so when they came to me, they told me how they had set up all these positive affirmations and every day they were repeating things to themselves like, I am amazing and beautiful and I weigh 125 pounds and you know, all these kinds of things that I guess I would kind of describe as over-the-top self-affirmation statements. And their complaint was is that they had been trying to lose weight for this really long time and they'd been repeating these positive self-statements. You know, but as we talked about it, they admitted they were actually feeling more depressed than ever and they were not following through on their daily habits to get to their goals and had no um, willingness, momentum, motivation to do this. And so what was happening is they're using all these positive affirmations, but they did not have even the smallest belief in those affirmations. They were just so over the top and so dramatic and so um, overly positive, I'm just going to say it. And so their brain just really could not latch onto it. So saying those things to themselves really 
created a sense of uncomfortableness. And because of this uncomfortableness, that created, you know, the behaviors of not feeling motivated to follow through on the, you know, behavioral goals they had set for themselves. So this is really where that toxic positive affirmation stuff can end up backfiring and spiraling a person back down into feelings of no momentum, no willingness, sadness, disappointment. And how this works is you can say those things over and over, but if they're that belief, if there isn't some sort of belief, even a little bit behind them, our brain's going to rebel because it is so uncomfortable. And it gets really into, the brain will get really into why those things are not true. That's sort of the rebellion against the self-talk. And so, you know, if you're going to be using positive affirmations, which by the way, these, they're great. They can work. It's just that there's um, some nuance behind using them. The, The positive affirmations have to be things that stretch you a little bit, but that you really can have some, even the tiniest bit of belief behind them. And if you don't, you're probably not ready to use that positive affirmation yet. So if you know you're in that space, you're not ready to use those, you know, if you're using um, toxic positive affirmations, they're not working for you. And by the way, I just got to throw in here, you know, the self, um, the work that we do with the self-talk and um, the thought work, that really, it's like affirmations are one teeny tiny aspect of that. So, you know, we're talking specifically about positive affirmations here, but that's just a teeny tiny part of thought work in general. Okay. Just a side note. So the solve for this overly toxic positivity is to really use self-talk and thought work that is neutral. So you'd want to start creating more neutral self-talk, more neutral positive affirmations so when, when we talk about neutral statements versus positive self-statements, the neutral statements are really going to be things like um, they're just not as heavily charged uh, emotionally. So things like, I'm proud of myself for drinking all my water today, or a neutral statement would be, I'm working on figuring this out. I'm working on figuring out how to lose my weight. I'm working on figuring out how to change some of my habits. There's just not as much heightened emotion around statements like that. And it's kind of what you need to implement first, because the truth is when it comes to making making changes, being real, being direct and accountable to yourself will always always win out over toxic positivity. Be real with yourself while stretching yourself just a little bit. But what happens is that allows you to follow through on what you say you're going to do, which remember means you have to set goals as well that you will actually do. So everything you need to think about, thought work, affirmations, daily goals, behavioral goals, they all need to be really small somewhat believable, doable, all these things. This type of being realistic and accountable to yourself, you know, by just using a little realism versus the toxic positivity 
is really going to end up getting you to your goal much quicker and much faster. So another thought here in regards to New Year's resolutions, maybe think instead in terms of the person you want to be. So instead of saying, you know, I want to lose whatever, 35 pounds in six months, you know, think more in terms of the person you want to be. This is also a lot more helpful for the brain. When you set this huge goal, um, you know, like weight loss number or something like that, the brain often, just what we're talking about, will kind of get into, well, that's not going to work. That's not true. So if you instead focus on the person you want to be, it just takes some of the heightened emotional drama away from the thought process. So you want to be able to really think about who is the person you want to be. If, if you're talking about losing a bunch of weight, a thought instead or a goal instead could be, you know, actually, this is the kind of person I want to be. I want to be a fit, fit, healthy person. And if you want to be a fit, healthy person, and you think about what a fit, healthy person does, then you can use those things to start focusing on to make changes. Those can be the behaviors that you're trying to start implement. So write down how you think a healthy fit person thinks and then write them down. And then what happens, you you end up from that having a small list of ideas that you can implement and put into practice. So another idea would be, you know, I want to be a writer. You know, you set that goal for the new year. I want to be a writer. So, you know, things there, I know that most writers write every single day. So that's a behavior I would want to look at working on. And I believe a writer says things to themselves like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes writing today. So if we go back to the fit and healthy person example of what you want to be, the behaviors you might list for that are drink eight to 12 glasses of water every day because that's what a fit and health, that's what I think a fit and healthy person does. They move their bodies every single day. They eat whole foods most of the time. Those would be things that then you can start to work into your daily goals of creating new habits and things like that. For the writer, it'd be the same thing. I want to be a person who writes. I want to be a writer. So I know I need to write for 30 minutes every day, no matter what. So thinking more about the type of person or the kind of person you want to be can really help you get specific with the goals and daily habits you need to start setting for yourself without setting up that huge, um, like overly emotional, dramatic goal. A long time ago, I learned specifically about goal setting. And one of the biggest takeaways was that when you set a goal for yourself, You then need to break it down into smaller monthly, weekly, daily goals, and you need to really think about your bigger goal. Again, here we're trying to take the dramatic, overly, you know, emotional, heightened, toxic positivity around the goal and really think about it more in terms of how we actually end up as humans hitting a goal. And that's by taking a bigger one and breaking it down into smaller and smaller ones. 
into little behaviors that we do every day. So it's it's just the same idea. You really want to take that really big goal that you're setting. So if it's weight loss, you know, that amount of weight that you want to lose, but really look at it and break it down into, okay, but what does that mean I need to do on a daily basis? What are the small doable behaviors I need to start out with on a daily basis in order to hit that big goal? I have really found over time that the only people who get their weight loss goal or their health goal and who are able to sustain it, you know, we always set a, people always set a goal of, I want to lose weight, but they never talk about the second part of the sentence. I want to lose weight and never gain it back again. I mean, because really when we talk about losing weight, we want to lose the weight, but we don't want to gain it back again. So, you know, that part of the goal really needs to be explicit you want to be able to sustain it. So the people who are able to do it are the ones who begin, they're always the ones who begin by implementing very small doable daily behaviors that eventually turn into habits. And then they these behaviors no longer require effort. And once that happens, they start implementing other behavioral changes. But all these things are done in very small increments, very undramatically, and on a daily basis. So really all the key, the key to all of this is choosing very small doable goals. And again, I've said this in many episodes, but when I say doable, they have to be things that maybe stretch you a little bit, but that you can actually make happen every single day. What this also does is when you follow through on those small doable goals, it creates integrity with yourself. You begin to trust yourself and that relationship with yourself is such a key for everything else that comes into your life. You know, we really want to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. We need to trust ourselves that we're going to follow through on what we say we're going to do. And to create that, that means when you say you're going to do something, you have to follow through on it, which may mean what you say you're going to do has to be very, very small and doable. So, you know, you need behaviors that you can follow through on. They are what will get you to your goals and dreams. And I've seen it time and time again with clients. The ones who really implement this are the ones who get there and the ones who keep it off for good, keep the weight off for good. Here's an example of how it works and why it works so well. So many of us have, I'm sure, um, gone on restrictive diets where you know you you implement a ton of restriction, you drop weight, you maybe keep it off for a while, but eventually that weight comes back on because the diet was so restrictive, so you can't maintain it. And once that weight comes back on, often more comes back on. So I'm talking about that whole yo-yo dieting idea. But if I can get a client to implement at first just one to five small daily behavioral changes, things like drinking at least 10 glasses of water a day, things like eating protein at every meal or snack, so not changing any other food but just adding in protein first, or things like getting them to journal for five minutes every morning. And that's another... um, episode subject, why journaling every morning can help you drop weight. And we'll talk about that at another time. But if I can get them just to do maybe one to five of those things, what happens is they're small enough that they can follow through on them every day. And so they build integrity with themselves. They feel really good about themselves because they're following through on what they say they're going to do. And that's why too, you create that momentum that keeps that client continuing to go on. And after just a couple of weeks or a month, 
they have dropped weight without really feeling like they were on a diet. And that's sort of the beauty of when you really buy into, okay, you know, if I'm going to make these changes with my weight or health, this comes down to very, very small, doable behavioral changes that I make on a daily basis. And when they're doable and they're being followed through on, you build a trustworthy relationship with yourself. You build integrity. And when you get that relationship with yourself, then you are able to set even more behavioral changes and goals because you have the momentum, you have the willingness, you have the follow through. And that's where the weight loss comes from or the new healthy behaviors come from. So let's just kind of, I want to go over it. Here's some of the things I typically hear people saying they're going to implement to hit a weight loss goal in the new year. And these are things that rarely, if ever, work. So if you're thinking these things right now or you're telling people you're going to do these things, just take a listen here. So I hear things like, well, I'm going to do some sort of fill-in-the-blank fad diet or I'm going to do a juice cleanse starting Monday or January 1st or I'm going to start calorie counting Or I'm going to do chronic cardio every day to lose weight. So things like that, they're very dramatic. They're huge. They're over the top. They are not realistic. And so instead, what needs to happen in order for long-term behavior change and long-term fat loss, it needs to be things like this, being very clear on your why. What is your why? Why? Are you wanting to lose this weight? Because your brain needs to know. It needs to have a very clear understanding of your why. Having the ability to follow through on what you say you're going to do. And in order for that to happen, you need to have a good relationship, trustworthy relationship with yourself. And we've just gone over how we create that. Other things that can help, building strength. And I'm talking just physical strength here. So, and I guess I'm using that into versus the chronic cardio. Um, really, the way to quicker fat loss is building strength, adding in more protein. If you are hungry, eating. The idea of when you are hungry, restricting food or de- keeping yourself deprived of food because you are trying to lose weight, this will end up backfiring. And I can, I'm going to talk about that on another episode, but the things that happen in your brain, hormones, all the kind of stuff. If you are hungry and you continue to deprive yourself to try to lose weight, this is not a long lasting tactic. So other things that can help learning and knowing your hunger and satiety signals. And these are skills. These are things that can be learned. They can be taught. They can be learned. And knowing when you're hungry and knowing when you're full and need to be done are huge. Just knowing these signals can help a person lose weight. And learning how to recommit to your goals without shame and judgment after engaging in overeating or binging. So this one is huge. Um for those of us who tend to set these really unrealistic plans and then we can't follow through on them and then we shame ourselves and judge ourselves. And usually what happens is we end up overeating to try to get rid of those feelings. So learning how to recommit without the shame or guilt, which also, by the way, is something that can be learned and practiced 
and worked through with journaling or um, with a coach and those sorts of things. All those sorts of things are what help a person lose weight and keep it off for good. And the beauty of that last list is, is again, they could, all those things can be practiced and learned. They're all skills. They're just like any other skill that we learn through practice. So even when we're talking about a not very tangible skill, like having a trustworthy follow-through relationship with ourselves, even though it seems like that's not something we can practice, it actually is. And there's lots of ways to do that in order to build that sort of relationship with yourself. And this is where coaching and maybe sometimes therapy, but even more often journaling in the right with the right journal prompts and small daily thought work, thinking on purpose, certain things, it can really help get you into that relationship with yourself. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized, so if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode, and then you will see it says support this podcast, and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link, and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Okay, so if you're telling yourself you're going to lose 35 pounds in the month of January, this actual sentence could end up sabotaging your efforts and may even have you end up with more weight on your body than you have right now. So what you want to do is implement a more neutral sort of statement to yourself, which feels less emotional, less dramatic, less intense, and focus on telling yourself and reminding yourself of the small behaviors that you're going to implement. And so you're going to stretch yourself just a little bit but you're absolutely going to be able to do the specific behavior that you pick so you can keep integrity with yourself. You can keep that relationship with yourself and build build integrity with yourself and build follow through. So it's going to be things instead like I'm going to lose Okay, so if you're going to if you're going to say I'm going to lose 35 pounds in the month of January, you want to say things to yourself like I'm working on becoming a healthier version of me. And with that, I am going to drink eight glasses of water today or something like that. More neutral, less dramatic, less emotional. Even things like, um, you know, I'm working on becoming a healthier version of me and I'm going to go to bed one hour earlier. So it also doesn't always have to do, if you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't have to always revolve around food and drink. Sometimes it's something like that. I'm going to bed an hour earlier because we know, know more sleep, better sleep also lends itself to fat loss. Okay, so those are just, so that's really the point I want to make. No big, huge, overly dramatic goals. Break it down to something more neutral. The bottom line of all of this is deciding how badly you really want to hit your weight loss goal this year. If you really, really want it, then you have to look at how to achieve it. What does research tell us? What does brain science tell us? You need to be able to achieve it through sustainability 
and undramatic and non-emotionally charged small daily behavioral goals um, that are not too huge, that are doable. Set yourself up so that you can follow through on these goals. If you do this, you will lose weight, but you're also going to learn how to keep it off. You're going to learn how to live your life the way you want to live it while keeping while while keeping your body at the weight you want to be want it to be at for the rest of life for the rest of your life. My goodness, I need more coffee, I think. Okay, so your takeaways from today in the form of practical strategies, because in every episode, I try to give you some really practical strategies that you can start now, right now. Use realism instead of toxic positivity when you talk to yourself and when you are choosing your thoughts to think in order to hit the goals you want to hit. Set small, doable, daily goals that reflect your bigger goal. Write them out. Seriously, you want to write these out. These are not things to keep in your head. Write them out. From your list of small, doable daily goals, choose one to implement daily. Choose one to start with today. If you need help with getting to your weight loss goals, head to my website for more information on the online one-on-one coaching programs I offer. I have different levels of support and plans to fit most lifestyles and to fit different budgets. So for many of us, you know, having a coach, someone to keep us accountable, someone to give us a daily plan to set us up for success is the one thing that finally helps us realize our weight loss and health goals. That's kind of what did it for me and why I help do this for others. So if you found anything useful from this episode, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast. You can give me a review, whatever you feel worthy. And when you subscribe, you'll be sure to get the newest episodes once they're released. And you can head over to my social media for more resources. You can find me on Instagram at Heinen Counseling and Coaching. My last name is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. Please feel free to DM me any questions. Um, You can also go to my website and there's an email there, info at heatherheinen.com, where you can get in touch with me if you have any questions um, or are looking for any more resources. And if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It's where you get the actual structured lessons, the worksheets, the journal prompts, support and coaching behind all the stuff I'm putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 